Three, two, one, let's start. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Making Sense with Yashraj Pramar. I'm your host, Yashraj Pramar. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about a variety of things from MMA, boxing, baseball, golf, movies, TV shows, politics all around the world, uh, you know, recent world affairs, and also about cars, watches, and luxury lifestyle. So let's get started. So first of all, I'm going to dig into what Conor McGregor is doing. Uh, Conor McGregor, with last month's tweet, uh, said that he was retiring from the octagon. And uh, this is not the first time he's done that. He's done this four times. And, you know, we've always seen Conor come back to the octagon. But uh, not uh, according to his coach. Um, Conor's coach, who is John Kavanaugh, uh, says that the Irish superstar retirement is final. And he's not, he's not going to say anything to Conor to change his mind. And, you know, uh, in times of uncertainty, like right now, which is the COVID-19 and, you know, the economy in shambles and a lot of uncertainty and unpredictable events happening one after the other this year, it's only obvious that someone like Conor McGregor and, you know, people like him, business people and sports person, athletes, celebrities are going to say that they're done with their business or their primary source of income. But... You know, what I personally feel is Connor may come back, you know, may come back because he's done that previously and he's come back to fight a lot of other guys and he's come back victorious. We saw last year uh, he retired and uh, then he came back again. He fought a lot of people. His last fight was against uh, a cowboy Cerrone, Donald Cerrone, cowboy Donald Cerrone, and he won that fight in 44 seconds. And he competed at a welterweight level. So that 170 weight bracket is somewhere I see Connor coming back. But I'm not pretty sure either. It's like 50-50%. Like 50% is going to come. 50% is not going to come. Because uh, his uh, other ventures, like the proper 12 uh, whiskey, is really taking off. Uh, probably made him close to a billion dollar. I'm really not sure about the figures. But he's doing pretty well. And his other venture, which is the August McGregor lineup of uh, clothing, uh, is also taking off. So, you know, he's got plenty of other ventures that's paying him off and doesn't seem like, you know, he's going to come back for the money. He's, he's either going to come back for the love of the sports because we all know Connor. He really loves fighting. Dana White, who's the uh, CEO of uh, UFC, has said that Connor really loves fighting. He doesn't do it for the money. And now it's obvious that if he's going to come back, it's going to be for the love of the sport, not for the money. So let's see what happens. But I'm on the fence for this one. But, you know, a part of me who's seen him come back, like Floyd Mayweather does that, you know, he retires, he comes back, he retires, he comes back. Uh, you know, for Floyd, it's also for the love of the sport. And with Connor, it's also for the love of the sport. But, you know, both of them can't, you know, resist or you know turn down a big payday seven eight figures worth of payday they're not gonna turn down is 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 just not smart on their part they're businessmen first and sports person second and they have this persona that they have to maintain and with the lifestyle they both are living a little bit more cash is not gonna hurt and speaking of floyd mayweather floyd mayweather is having a time of his life he's enjoying as usual floyd being floyd we never know he's going to come back soon. I think he's going to come back. But, you know, 
2020 was a year that I expected Floyd Mayweather to come back, but he didn't come back. It's because of this pandemic that has, you know, shit on everyone's plan. And, you know, me recording this podcast was going to happen in mid me of 2020. And it didn't happen because of, you know, pandemic. And I had to take care of my business. My employees had to tell them, go home. And plenty of my other projects were put on hold, just like this podcast. And finally, I'm doing this now. So for Floyd, uh, he wants to come back for a boxing exhibition. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to come back for the boxing exhibition. Not this year, maybe. Next year, probably. He's going to come up with a boxing exhibition in Russia and Japan. Um, and, uh, and there's talks that uh, before the uh, UFC 246, uh, Connor versus Donald Cerrone, uh, Connor was sat down with uh, in an interview and spoke about uh, you know him fighting Mayweather again. So it's going to be McGregor versus or Mayweather versus McGregor uh, to possibly a Pacquiao fight. Uh, you know Connor said that, but you know you never know. We never know. They both can come back. Uh, Pacquiao can come back. Uh, apparently Pacquiao is running for president. For Philippines, uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but he's pretty popular in Philippines. I I haven't been to Philippines, but I was in South Korea uh, for a leadership program at, in Daegu, and I met a bunch of uh, students from Philippines, and all of, most of them loved Manny Pacquiao, and they're big fans of him. So I don't know if it's a popularity contest, he's going to win it. If he's going to run for president. He's going to win it probably because he's very popular there and he's loved. Unlike Floyd, he's loved. So he can be President Pacquiao. Who knows? Time will tell, but not this year. Probably next one or two years. So Connor is going to come back out of retirement. I don't know if he's going to fight, uh, you know, Jose Masvidal or there's going to be uh, Connor versus Nate Diaz 3. Because there's been talk of trilogy fight, and it's a big payday for both Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. And you know, speaking of Nate Diaz, he's already said that he's open to a third fight with Conor. It all depends on Conor. Conor said that he's going to fight, but you know, he retired. And let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. And you know, let's see. Um, I don't know, you know, it's, it's it's kind of sketchy with these times, you know. And furthermore, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. He was going to fight Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, but uh, he said he's going to make it for the fight and then, uh, you know, ended up backing out of the fight, uh, you know, uh, worries and concern about the pandemic. But, you know, I don't know what the fuck was happening, but it seems to me what 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 happened was to Khabib was that he backed out of the fight because he personally I think was not prepared mentally or you know he was preparing for the fight physically he's not prepared mentally because all the trash talking it wears out on him and uh, we have seen we have only seen Khabib pissed off so much and off his game when he was you know fighting Connor Connor was talking a lot of trash and that really got under Khabib's skin. So maybe it's like that, you know, Tony got under Khabib's skin with all the trash talking. And, uh, you know, we had the Russian president, the Russian government, 
offering Khabib a flight to Las Vegas or wherever the venue was at that time when he was going to fight Tony Ferguson. But, you know, he ended up backing out and then, you know, things happened with his father not feeling well, heart attack and those sort of things. And speaking of his father's medical condition, Khabib came out and said his father's all right and he's okay and he's still under medical supervision. So I don't know what's happening with his father because Connor seems to think, Connor McGregor thinks that the whole medical condition of Khabib's father was a hoax for him backing out of a fight with Tony. And Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, you don't know what's happening. But it's it's obvious for me where I'm sitting where I'm sitting from and I view it as a spectator, not as a UFC fighter, but as a spectator. I feel that, you know, Tony got under Khabib's skin and Khabib ended up backing out of it with I don't know, with an excuse or I don't know, whatever it might be. But I don't think Khabib is one of those guys that really backs out and is afraid of anyone. But really, uh, Tony's trash talking got under his skin, and I think that's the majority of the reason why he's backed out. Um, and you know, Dana did give a phone call to Connor to be replacement for Khabib to fight Tony, but Connor be Connor and cocky, and he said, hey, "I'm not a replacement fighter. I'm not gonna fight Tony. I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do." Uh, so you know. He didn't fight, you know, uh, Tony. Uh, so what happened was, you know, whatever, you know, happens. So Tony ended up fighting uh, Justin, and Tony, you know, lost. And it was uh, KO TKO round five. It was three thirty nine to five round round five, and Justin won. And Justin then called out Connor. Connor said he could get it, but it ended up retiring. You all know what happened there. So, all that's happening. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, UFC is really pulling one event after the other. It's all thanks to Dana. Dana is able to do these things in times where it's uncertain and they're earning big bucks, taking advantage of the closure of the pandemic, and then making fights happen. And, you know, speaking of uh, fights happening, I would really be interested in seeing, now moving to boxing, I'd really be interested to see, uh, you know, Jovante Tank Davis, who was a protege um, of Mayweather, and then they both ended up falling apart because uh, Jovante ended up, you know, dating a girl who Floyd was dating, so he stole his girl, allegedly. I don't know how much of it is true, but it is true. We don't know what's happening, but you know, that's it. I really want to see Giovanni Tank Davis go against Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is a protege. He's really fast, he's really quick, and hits hard. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen. But right now, uh, Davis stands at 23 fights to zero losses, 23 wins and zero losses, and 23, 22 wins coming out of straight knockout. He's really, that's why he's called a tank, because once he hits you, you're going down. And uh, Garcia, 
Ryan Garcia, you know, he said a couple of days ago that, you know, WBA World 135 Champions, uh, which is Davis, uh, Tang Davis, is underestimating Garcia. But there's also a hidden factor in all of this. That's what Garcia said. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, this fight has been talked about on social media everywhere. And, uh, you know, um, Garcia is is, is, is is something else. Let's take a look at it, you know. Garcia, you can... Ryan Garcia is 21 years of age, and uh, what's his boxing record? He's the fifth highest active boxer. Oh yeah, he's under the Golden Boy Promotions, which is operated and owned by none other than Oscar De La Hoya. So, who knows if Mayweather Promotions is gonna take uh, Tank Davis to fight Ryan Garcia, it's gonna be Floyd versus, uh, Floyd versus, uh, you know, Oscar again. Man, I want to see that. So uh, Ryan Garcia's boxing record is twenty fights, out of which 20, 17 fights, uh, seventeen is wins by the means of KO, which is knockout, of course, and zero losses. So of course, uh. uh Davis, uh, Javante Tank Davis has more experience. He's got three more fights. Uh, he's got three less fights, but you know, who knows? It's not about fights, you know. Uh, it's about you know how you fight, how you get in tune with who you're fighting next. So, Tank Davis, Javante Tank Davis hits hard. Ryan Garcia is fast, so we have to see. Even. Even Jerome Sang Davis is fast. It's not just he can, he's not fast. He's fast. So, you gotta see. But, you know, I have a feeling that it's gonna be a tough matchup. And, uh, Tang Davis is more a gangster. And Tang Davis is gonna take him down. But we never know. I, that's what I thought about Wilder versus Fury. And, you know, Fury won. Everyone knew that he's gonna win. But I was on the fence when I saw their first matchup, when I saw, uh, you know, Wilder dropping Fury twice, and everyone knew that he's not going to get up, but he got up, he fought like a champ, he's a true warrior, that I'm going to give it to Fury. And coming back, uh, he got his fighting style in tuned to Wilder, took him down, clinically dismantled him and I never thought that would happen. I you know I was really pulling for Deontay Wilder. I think he was gonna win, but Deontay Wilder couldn't 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 come back. And his fighting was stopped. And uh, you know Floyd said that he's gonna back uh, you know Tyson Fury. Um, and he did win. He backed him up before the fight and he won. And when 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 Fury uh, won, and you know, Deontay Wilder lost. If Mayweather said that he's gonna, if he wants, Wilder wants, he can call Mayweather. He's gonna team up to beat Fury. So that's an interesting comment by Mayweather. And I think he's, if he trains him, I think there's a 
a lot of chances for Wilder to win the fight against Fury because Mayweather is the master of boxing. He may not be as aggressive as, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua or, or Ricky Hitman Haddon, Muhammad Ali, or Mike Tyson of all, or, you know, Wilder himself. But Floyd knows how to win a fight. He's going to win the fight regardless, no matter who's standing in front of him. Floyd has always said he's going to find a way to win. He always does. So I'm not worried about Floyd Mayweather stepping in the ring because no matter who he steps in with, he's winning, exhibition or not. He's winning and he's going to get the bag. But what I'm concerned is Wilder versus Fury 3 and uh, let's see what happens. If Floyd trains a Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder has, has a chance of winning, has a big shot of winning against Tyson Fury. If he doesn't train Deontay Wilder, Tyson is going to win again, Deontay no. Because Deontay is a one-trick pony. I know I'm not a fighter, but being a spectator, uh, whenever for Wilder, that uh, knockout doesn't work for him. You know, from left and right doesn't work for him, he goes down. That's what happened in the last fight. And I'm really worried that if he, that's all he brings to the table in his trilogy fight, he's going to lose again. So, I don't know what's going to happen because Tyson Fury is going to fight uh, uh, Anthony Joshua. So, that's a fight worth seeing. Moving on from boxing to baseball, the MLB is shut down, but the Yankees have gone back to uh, training. Uh, you know, I have seen Aaron Judge. I've seen, uh, you know, other players from the Yankees coming back in training and getting back in shape. We never know what's going to happen. But for now, I think, I think, you know, for now, they're going to just train. And just sit back. And yeah, I've got a live looking at, at Garrett. Cole, who plays for New York Yankees, of course. Oh, so the practice started. Oh, yeah. Whoa. A couple of other guys practicing. We've got Tyler Wade, Brett McCabe. I, I don't see anyone else. A couple of guys. A couple of guys. This was one year ago today. What is this? Aaron Hicks connects for the first home on European soil in MMA history. What's happening there, bitch? That's it. Alan Canacion at second with Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, of course. First home. I'll come back to later. We can watch that later, can we? So that's ba baseball for you guys. I know these is on training again. I don't know what happens. Let's see. What's happening? So of course, uh, yesterday's interview was with Aaron Boone 
on 2020 Yankees season. So I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see what's happening now. What's he talking about? month which is of course you know it's gonna be august so uh, i expect them to come back 25th 27th of july for the first uh, for the season that they left off in march for yankees to come back they're gonna probably play in new york and um in in i think in august uh the rest of the teams and the rest of the league teams are gonna join in and in it's going to start again. So uh, that's uh, you know, that's baseball for y'all. Uh, as for the PGA, I don't know what's going on because I couldn't check it. Um, Brian was uh, Brian uh, was carrying a 334-yard uh, carry leads to eagle at the Rocket uh, Mortgage. I don't know what's happening. So. Plus one for the day, and he better get out of the way because Bryson's back on the tee. This was 3rd of July. He had one of those protein shakes, so he's fueled up. <laughs> <laughs> the, last probably, one, the last one went 354. He's made yeah. uh, some vigorous practice swings. He's been pacing around to make sure that he keeps everything moving and loose. Yeah. All is teed up. Right, we're ready. T minus 3, <laughs> 2, and 1. Shot. Look at that wow. shot. Just a little more. That's 196, 96 miles an hour Seven, board speed. Just to put this into perspective, our green catch camera has caught that one. You're kidding. That's right. 43 30. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, no. oh. Harry. Harry, the ball speed? <laughs> 190 plus. Gee, this is a new stock for him. This is what's so crazy. And now you take a few deep breaths. 
Johnson seems to do pretty good in the championship, but that was three days ago. So we'll see. I don't know what's happening, but for now, it appears so that they're playing. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Nope. Pretty good. I'm going to talk about a little bit of movies. Um, you know, what you know, movies are going to come out. Of course, uh, the last movie I saw. Uh, was on demand on iTunes uh, was Bloodshot. So Bloodshot is a great movie. I saw it on iTunes, but unfortunately, because um, you know, because of their pandemic, it couldn't release in theaters, and you know, ended up taking a loss uh, in box office collection. But you know, I like the movie. It's based off valid comics, and the lead uh, is played by none other than Vin Diesel himself. Uh, playing Bloodshot. It's a pretty great movie and let me let me tell you more about this movie. I'm not going to spoil anything for you so if you guys want to go ahead and watch the movie you can do just that. But it's pretty nice. Uh, Vin Diesel plays Ray Garrison. Uh, he's a ex-military guy who uh, dies uh, during a mission and then after mission uh, his body is infused with nanites that has been regenerate and uh, keeps fighting. It's very, it's very great movie. I like it. Uh, great concept. Um, and stars Vin Diesel, Eza Gonzalez, uh, who you saw in Hobbs and Shaw. She plays uh, Jason Statham's characters, uh, which is uh, Deckard Shaw's girlfriend, the ones who provides with the guns and the, you know, the plane and all that. She's Isa Gonzalez, so. Followed by Guy Pierce, Toby Cabell, Sam Duga. Guy Pierce, nice actually. Uh, spoiler is I won't, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the movie for you, but go watch the movie. It's a great movie. But uh, Guy Pierce plays pretty great role. I like his eye acting. Pretty great role. I like like his acting. I like Guy Pierce, but I'm gonna put it to you this way. Guy Pierce was there in uh, uh, Iron Man 3, playing a pretty great role, really good acting. But I felt that all the great actors like Robert Redford in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guy Pierce, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Odin, these are, these are the classic uh, Shakespearean, you know, Shakespearean trained actors that you don't kill off in the movie, you know. Use them for a couple of movies. 
they have these great guys come in and just for one movie and boom at the end of the movie they're dead uh, I didn't I didn't spoil anything by the way so so you know you should really with these you know comic book movies they should really use these actors for a longer period of time in my opinion because these are great actors and killing them off in just one two movies doesn't make sense using them for like 10 20 movies sounds good so coming back to Bloodshot, uh, you know, it's a great movie. Go out and see it if you can. Uh, you know, rent it on iTunes or Google Play Store, whatever you got, folks. It's not available on Netflix or, uh, you know, Prime Videos or Disney Plus. But you can rent it on iTunes. I would, I would recommend iTunes or Apple TV because it, it's great. You know, it's better. Facts. So Bloodshot was great, you know, great movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's a, you know, it's it's like the Marvel comics. It's just not one per character. There are plenty of other characters um, in the Valiant comics, and this was to kick off a universe. So the same way Iron Man kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Bloodshot is gonna kick off, you know, the Valiant comic cinematic universe if that's what they're gonna name i don't know what they're gonna name this was a kickoff and you know they say right here uh, that intended to launch a new shared cinematic universe of balanced comic superheroes superheroes so yeah not enhanced individuals bloodshot was conceived to be followed by a sequel two films based on the comic book series harbinger a culmination in a crossover titled harbinger wars Though Harbinger was initially scheduled to be first in installment, but it was delayed due to, you know, uh, the production of uh, Bloodshot, and then they went forward with the Bloodshot. So, uh, Bloodshot is the first one. So they're gonna, they're still planning to build, uh, you know more movies and make a bigger cinematic universe. Let's see what happens. And speaking of shared cinematic universe, I'm really interested in seeing the monster universe that the Universal Pictures uh, did. Bloodshot is, uh, the rights are acquired by Paramount and Universal Pictures and acquired rights of all the monster universe. So all the mummies, Frankensteins, and all the vampires that you see owned by Universal Pictures. So I don't know what happens with those, but they're going to have uh, a shared universe. Uh, the Dracula Untold, which was star uh, starring as leads as Luke Evans, uh, was a great movie. I liked it. It was, was going to be the first one in the Monster Universe, uh, but they ended up going with in favor of the, the Mummy, which was, you know, starring the one and only, the greatest action movie star of our generation, Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise was the lead in The Mummy, and uh, first of all, he was not going to be the lead in the movie. Uh, he made significant changes to to the movie that ended up being good. I personally, I felt it was great, uh, but you know, didn't turn out that good. Didn't turn out that good. Trust me. So are we going to talk about the Universal Pictures The Mummy? And here we go.
so Tom Cruise, of course, wanted to uh, have the movie have more intense action sequences, and a lot of those other, you know, focus on the primary character as him. Then we have really great actors like Russell Crowe, and you know, in this movie, it was it was a great movie. I liked it. Directed by Alex Kurtzman, which of course he directed the American Made. Yep, he did direct the American Made. No, he didn't direct the American Made. Sorry. Mm. Christopher McQuarrie, uh, his longtime collaborator, was there. Screenplay was the movie was written by him, and uh, we got Annabella Wallace, uh, Sophia. Uh, Jake Johnson, Russell Crowe, I told you, Russell Crowe. So it's not the Monster Universe, it's the Dark Universe that they're going to start off. Uh, Tom Cruise plays Nick Morton, and movie did great. I think it earned about $400 million compared to its budget of $195 million, $200 million. But for the, for the studios, they wanted to earn more. And you know how these Hollywood joint guys are. If a movie is, uh, you know, if, if they spend... Two hundred million dollars for a movie, and if and and and, and ends up earning about four or five hundred million dollars, they're not gonna have a sequel. Never gonna have a sequel. I'm talking the big studios, not the little ones. So the big stories like Paramount, Universal, Marvel Studios, or Disney, or Fox Studios, which is now Disney again. I'm gonna talk on Disney first after this. So, what happens is initially, um, they wanted to. Start off, kick off the universe from Dracula, didn't work out, now Mummy didn't work out, according to them. But, you know, let's see what happens. It's a great movie. I like the movie, man. I like the movie. It was a great, great, great movie. I liked it. Because Tom Cruise brings a lot to the table. Like, he really brings it to one of the level with his stunts, with his acting. Tom Cruise is seriously one of the greatest action movie stars of our generation. And, you know, I want to see more of these things. So, the future. The film was part of Universal Studios. Dark Universe attempt to create a modern cinematic universe based on the classic Universal monster film series. And uh, the 2014 Dracula tour was considered to be the first film in the Sims franchise. However, since the film series and the connection with Dark Universe was downplayed, Money Mummy was sorry, Mummy was repositioned as the first film in the series. By 2019, Universal announced plans to return to standalone feature films instead of using shared film narratives, which discontinues and cancels the Dark Universe. Oh, all right, I didn't know about this. So they've canceled the Dark Universe. Anyways, this is sad. I really wanted to see, you know, share universe. Alas, it's not gonna happen, folks. Not happening. But I don't know. Someday a studio executive wakes up, wants to make a universe. It happens. It's a great movie. If you have a chance to catch The Mummy, uh, Tom Cruise is the lead. Bloodshot, Vin Diesel is the lead. And, uh, the two movies I watch, I don't watch a lot of movies. I'm trying to get my hands on more and more movies. Actually, there's one more movie that I want to watch. It's on Netflix. I I don't have a continued Netflix subscription. I'm gonna start it. Start my next Netflix subscription. Let's see what happens. Uh, there's a 
movie by the name of The Old God. It stars Charlize Theron. Uh, it's a Netflix movie. It's going to come out 10 July on Netflix. And the premise of the movie is the story focuses on a pack of mercenaries who are secretly century-old immortals able to heal from any wound but are forced to live alone and avoid any relationships to protect their secret. And just as they find another immortal who has awakened, they realize someone is onto their secret and have to fight for their freedom before their new enemy figure out how to replicate their powers. So basically, I think what I gathered from the trailer was the government is coming behind them, or a, a branch of government is coming coming after them, so they have to fight. So these are the five guys who are immortals, century-old immortals, fighting as warriors to keep the world peace. It's really piqued my interest, so I'm going to watch this movie. So just to watch this movies, these three movies. The Old Guard, Got Shot, The Mummy. Just these three movies. What are they? What are we gonna talk about? Next. John Jones. Oh, John Jones. Yeah, I heard about John Jones failing a drug test and he was caught with substance in his car. I don't know. Johnny boy. I love John Jones. Great guy. I saw a video of him taking the pepper spray and the spray cans from protest uh, in Minneapolis and uh, apparently uh, telling them not to use them. John Jones on the streets. Okay, you have guys like these on the streets. We don't mess with these dudes unless you want to get your key ticked. You don't mess with these guys. So, uh, what's next? What are we doing? Um, um, speaking of, you know, the protests that were happening in uh, Minneapolis uh, on due to the death of uh, George Floyd, and uh, you know, he was killed while he was being uh, arrested by four white cops, and all led to everything went downhill. It's really sad that. You know, we live in a society where we are told to be ourselves, do not fear, practice whatever we want to practice, believe in whatever we want to believe in. And something like this happens really, you know, takes your faith off the system, faith of the world. Uh, you know, racism still exists. And a part of the problem, which I particularly think racism is happening, is because we can't stop talking about it. And it's serious. I remember this very old interview with Morgan Freeman on, I think, BBC or, I don't know, some reputable news channel. They talked about, they asked him about racism, you know, about how does it feel to be black in the black month. Morgan Freeman just said, you want to stop racism? Stop talking about it. Stop calling me a black man, I'll stop calling you a white man. And there are things like Black Monday or Black Month. Stop all those things. Do we have a White Monday, White Month? 
No, we don't. So in order to erase racism, stop talking about it, stop calling someone black guy, white guy. And these these were not his exact words, but this is what he said. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you what he meant. So racism still exists, and that's a problem, even in India, because we talk about religion, caste, creed, you know, I'm Hindu, you're Muslim, you're Christian, that really needs to go. And I'm a very strong, strong believer in humanity. I don't believe in religion, I don't believe in a particular God. There's only one God, and some of us have created religion, some of us call ourselves superior to others because it makes us feel good and it has not worked one time we thought it's going to work but it's not worked one time it's only created conflicts and only played favorable to the people who are in power so i'll give you an example whenever there's election year right someone standing for election for chief minister prime minister president or vice president or, or a congress person stands for election, they conveniently divide us into race in order to get more votes from that particular race. We, we're going to give Hindu people a temple. We're going to give Muslim people, you know, triple talaq or whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just giving you an example, hyperbole, don't take it literally. So they divide us during election years based on our skin color, based on the gods we pray to, based on our caste, based on our, I don't know, mindset. And then when they win the election and there's a war or there's some diplomatic situation, just as right now, our tensions with China, right? They conveniently unite us. Everyone's Indian. Oh, we gotta come together against China. Boycott Chinese products. I don't think we're Indians, I don't think we're Chinese. Of course, what I think is everyone's human and there are good people and bad people. Some of the Chinese people are bad and some of the Indian people are bad as well. People discriminating, stereotyping other people based on their religion, not nice. I don't care if they're Hindu, they're Muslims, they're Christians, they're white, they're black, they're they're you know, Rajput, I'm a Rajput, I don't care, I don't practice that thing, I don't go out on the street marching with a sword saying, oh, I'm an aristocrat, I'm a blue blood, no. I like people when they talk sense and talk about, you know, humanity, rather than talking about race, religion. And I don't talk about it because there's no talk that's worth it because people already have their minds made up and at the end of the day they, they, they're just going to say what they think is, they think they feel so you're never going to change anyone's opinion everyone has their opinion or respects everyone's opinion but there's a line you cross between stupidity that's when they need to be called out and what's happening in our country and the world over apart from the pandemic it shows how stupid we are and uh, some of us are very stupid and believe that they're superior to other people they're all the same 
all the same. It's how you, we use this, we use this and this. It's how it is, uh, you know, determined how good of a human being you are. So let's take a break. I'll come back and, you know, we can talk more. I'll take a break. Hey guys, I'm back after a break. So I was talking about the George Floyd situation, the boycott Chinese products situation. Um, there's a lot of things going on and this year is, is unpredictable as ever. I don't know what's gonna happen. No one knows what's gonna happen. So all we can do right now is stay positive and uh, you know, make most of the time we have during these stay-at-home durations. So whatever time we have for the past 24 hours, make the most of it. Uh, maybe there is some fitness regime or routine you want to pick up, you can pick up. I picked up free fitness routine, I gained five and a half kilos. So I would urge all of you to do something positive with your time because uh, I don't see it as a bad time. What I see it as is a good time, a great time to take all those projects that we told ourselves that we're gonna do tomorrow, day after, next week, next month, next year. So this is the time, take all those abandoned projects that you wanted to do for a long time, take it up right now, do it right now. Because there's never tomorrow. There, tomorrow never comes from nobody. Even if you're a billionaire, millionaire, broke, it doesn't come for anybody. So take this year, today, to start whatever projects you want to start, whether it's a fitness routine, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to start investing, whether you want to start a hobby, reading a book, uh, listening to a particular genre of music, and you know, uh, see a movie you wanted to see, you know, call someone you haven't spoken to that individual for a while, text someone, reach out to someone, help someone. It not doesn't necessarily mean you need to go out, but you can do a lot from home. And these difficult times have showed us that how we can stay at home and do a lot of our tasks at home. And it's also shown to organizations that not all jobs require you to go to the office. So, and also for the education sector, a lot of the colleges and school show you that you don't really need to just go to school and colleges. You can just, you know, do it from home, from your phone, tablets, and from your laptops or your personal computer. So, these times are weird times, but also it teaches you, you know, quite a lot of things as to there are a lot of good in this world and how you can use your time better. So no matter how bad times are, there's always a positive takeaway and I always have taken positive takeaway. So instead of bitching about your situation, saying whatever the fuck's going on, let that fucking thing go on. Do your thing. Do whatever you want to do. Don't do one thing. Don't hurt someone's emotion. Don't hurt someone's opinion. Everyone has a different opinion because we all come from a different background. We all have our different challenges. We all are product of people who have different mindset and different life experiences. So we don't know what someone has gone through and where he or she is trying to come from, right? So don't hate. Don't accept, I'm not saying that someone is wrong, you accept that opinion, but don't hate it. People have different opinions, and it's part of life. And sometimes different things create unique perspective and help us grow. So always be able to learn more, always be able to listen more, and 
everyone has an opinion. It's just a matter of perspective, you know. So, so let's not talk about all those bad things. Let's talk about the good that there is in this world. So I was talking about earlier with movies and all those things. Now I'm going to talk about the TV shows. So TV shows, there are a lot of TV shows you can watch. Uh, if you are following our Instagram page or Facebook page or my YouTube channel, uh, you can make sure that we put up stories every time suggesting what, what is the best content out there that you can watch during these times. So you have so much time, you can utilize it by seeing some great TV shows, uh, great sports events, great matches. So let's not waste our time and, you know, watch something great. So for TV shows, I would recommend all of you who haven't seen TV shows, uh, I would recommend Showtime's Ray Donovan. If you have seen the current season, uh, you might know the next one is the last one. The current season was season seven. And next one is season eight. So it stars uh, Liev Schreiber, who plays the saber-toothed in X-Men, opposite to Hugh Jackman. He's Ray Donovan. So Ray Donovan is about uh, New York. Right now it's been shot in New York. Uh, he's an, a Los Angeles, um, you know, fixer for the rich and powerful. So uh, if someone wants to get away with a murder, someone wants to get away with a crime, or emb embezzlement or something like that, or crime in general, you call Ray Donovan. He's a fixer for the rich and powerful, essentially hired by the, you know, Hollywood producers, actors, and all those people who are affiliated with Hollywood. And he is born and raised in Boston. His family is uh, from South Boston. And uh, it's just about a family and whatever, you know, Ray does, his livelihood, affects the people closest to him and about his relationship with his father, who is Mickey Donovan. Um, it's a great show. It is about a dysfunctional family and how they come together in times of difficulty. It's a really good show which has great actors in it and I would recommend if you like a great TV drama, I would recommend you watch Showtime's Ray Donovan. It's really good. Uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it from season one. Um, it's available in India on, I think, yeah, it's available in India on Disney Plus. So you can go and subscribe to Disney Plus and you can view all the seasons back to back. And uh, every season has 12 episodes. Uh, for the last one, it had eight episodes. And season eight, which is next year, coming up next year, will be the last season. So it's a very complex, dysfunctional family drama. I suggest you watch that. Apart from that, uh, NBC's Blacklist, which stars uh, James Spader and Elizabeth Boom as the uh, series lead. Uh, James, James Spader plays a notorious, uh, I would say, an ex-Navy uh, uh, government employee who goes, becomes a criminal by the name of Raymond Reddington and uh, steals government secrets and uh, is on the run for the past 20-25 years and is on top of the top 10 list of the FBI's most wanted and deals with the relationship between Raymond Reddington, played by James Spader, and his relationship with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Boone's character, uh, I, I'm sorry, uh, Megan Boone's, Boone's character, Elizabeth Keene, who is a rookie FBI agent. It's a very good uh, TV drama. 
I would suggest you look into it. Uh, it's currently um, finished. It's currently, I would say, um, done with season seven. It's going to come back for season eight, and I think next la next season will be probably with will be the last season, or I don't know. Probably it'll go up to nine season nine. So it's a great TV show drama, and if you love theatrics, love drama, love uh, suspense, thriller, and action. This is a TV show for you, so make sure you uh, see the NBC's Blacklist. And apart from that, uh, another TV show I would recommend is, I think it's the HBO Succession. It's based on the Ross, uh, I think the Murdoch family. Murdoch family. If you don't know who, which who, who is who is Murdoch, or who which is the Murdoch family, where where is the Murdoch family from? It's in America media family, so they they are the media biggest media conglomerate, one of the biggest media conglomerate family in Northern America, and it's roughly based on them, and uh, how it's again uh, draws parallels to or intersects with the Ray Donovan dysfunctional family type drama, but it deals with the uh, I would say the high finance New York media family based in New York and deals with the political situation and the media situation, how news is made and broadcasted to the public and how a billion dollar enterprise is managed. So it's a very interesting family. Um, we have uh, Logan Roy, who is the head of the family, uh, is played by Brian Cox and uh, he's the lead in the series. Uh, if you don't know who Brian Cox is, uh, he is, um, well, Google him. He's a great actor. He's a really highly trained actor. I loved his acting. Plays brilliantly the role of Logan Roy. And then we have Jeremy Strong, who plays the uh, second eldest son of Logan Roy. Um, so it's very, very, Really great drama. I love it. Um, it's just it's worth a watch. It's currently in its season two. It's finished with season two. It's gonna come back next year with season three. It's a great, 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 great uh, you know, series. It's drama again, dysfunctional family. So it's fun. So if you're into it, give it a look, or you know, go see a trailer. It's available on. It's available on Disney Plus, so you can go watch it on Disney Plus. Another TV show which is not based on drama, but it's based on the sports division, it deals with agents' life and uh, the NFL affiliation is uh, Dwayne Johnson starring in uh, Ballers. So Ballers is a premium HBO cable TV show. It's a great show. I love it. Um, you know. Let me give you an insight into it. Ballers is, of course, um, the series lead is Dwayne Johnson, followed by a supporting actor such as George David Washington. Of course, he's the son of Denzel Washington and Robert Cordray. And, you know, list goes on and on and on. They're really great, talented people in this particular TV series. So uh, last, last season, season five was the last season. It's not... It's, it's not going to renew. It will conclude it at episode 8. You can watch Ballers on, uh, again, on Disney+. Plus. 
So go ahead and watch it. Other than that, I think one more really good TV show for all of you to watch is Showtime's Billions. Billions is about New York high finance. It's about a guy by the name of Bobby Axelrod, played by Damien Lewis, who we have seen in Homeland and Band of Brothers. Really, really classically trained Shakespearean uh, English actor Damien Lewis is great. Uh, he's the series lead, shared with Paul Giamatti, who plays the New York uh, U.S. District Attorney, and Bobby Axelrod is played by Damien Lewis, who's the hedge fund king billionaire. Uh, they both go against each other, and uh, uh, to give you know twist in the story, uh, Paul Giamatti's character's name is Chuck Rhodes, the U.S. Uh, District Attorney or the U.S. DA, whose wife is uh, played by Maggie Siff. Uh, Wendy Rose worked for Damien Lewis's Bobby Axelrod, so it's a complex high finance uh, sneak peek into the world of Wall Street versus. Lost Street. So it's a very great complex money uh, related drama. And if you're into it, give it a look. But it's really great. There are lots of twists and turns and psychological suspense, thriller. I would recommend you give it a watch. And it's available on, again, Disney Plus. So it's in its season uh, currently five. And uh, due to coronavirus or the pandemic outside, you know, uh, they had to stop the shooting so uh, it's available until episode seven it's gonna start shooting august september or maybe you know end of july you can give it a look it's a great 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 tv show give it a look so apart from that this this is what you know my recommendations for tv and movies are for you to watch during this difficult time apart from that not much going on in the sports sector except for ufc if you're into ufc give it a look I'm really looking forward for Conor McGregor to come back. Looking at also uh, him to fight Nate and uh, Khabib. And from the boxing point of view, I would just love to see, of course, Floyd. Floyd is, uh, you know, the greatest of all time, greatest of my generation. And uh, I'd love to see him come back, fight someone. Of course, he's, he says that he's not going to fight anyone, but uh, boxers. He's not going to fight any boxers, but he's going to fight someone. So it'd be great to watch Floyd being Floyd. And apart from that, I would like to watch Joanne Stang Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Let's see how that plays out. And I'm not going to miss uh, Anthony Joshua versus um, Tyson Fury and Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 3. So that's something I've been waiting and hoping it happens. Uh, from the new movie front, I would, I would be waiting for Tom Gunn to Maverick. It's again been delayed to next year. Then Fast and Furious 9 is mid next year. Then Black Widow, it's going to come out. I don't know it's going to come out this year or next. We don't know. Of course, they say they're going to come in July, August, but I'm not pretty sure. Uh, then uh, Tenet uh, is one more movie. If you haven't uh, seen the trailer for Tenet, go see the trailer for Tenet, which is T-E-N-N-E-T. It's, again, a uh, psychological thriller. Uh, I would say it's... Somewhat like Inception, but not really. Stars Robert Pattinson and and George John David Washington. Yep, and uh, directed and produced by Christopher Nolan. So it's going to be one great elephant adventure. Apart from that, um, the Old Guard. Um, 
Oblivion 2 is going to be a prequel to Oblivion, Mission Impossible 7 and 8. I'm just, just hoping I get to see all those things happen. Just a dream. Um, I don't know, way forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the biggest news of all, well, I forgot to share that with you. Uh, Justice League, the Schneider Cut of Justice League is going to come out. It's going to come out next year on HBO Max. Uh, and we're going to get eight to nine episodes or maybe a complete three or four hours movie. Probably it's going to be, you know, seven to eight episodes, but, you know, you never know. It's, you know, HBO, DC, Warner Brothers, they can do anything. Of course, the original cast is going to come back for the shooting of the movie from Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, uh, from Ray as Cyborg, Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I don't know if uh, Ezra Miller is going to come back as a Flash because he uh, was in face of some controversy. He shoved and punched some fans who were trying to get a picture with him. I don't know where it was, but it was Ezra Miller, and he's been under constant, you know, uh, controversy and hate uh, due to this. But you know, I mean, this pandemic stuff—it's uh, really disappeared. So of course he's going to come back, but I don't know the future of him being the Flash. And uh, allegedly, I've heard and rumors on the internet says that Ben Affleck is going to come back as Batman for the Justice League, uh, the Schneider Cut of Justice League. Excuse me. Uh, most likely, he's going to come back for the Schneider's, you know, Schneider's uh, vision of DC cinematic universe. So he's going to come back for that as Batman for couple of movies I don't know I'm not sure how many movies but he's gonna come back and um, there's one more news of Flashpoint as Michael Keaton is gonna come back as Batman um, uh, but you know I don't know how, how much true is that in Flashpoint um, um, but going back to Batman versus Superman there was one key cast member who played the father of Bruce Wayne. His his name his name was I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, all time favorite. Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is in the you know Walking Dead, who plays Thomas Wayne in Batman vs Superman. Uh, he's in also in talks to reprise his role as Thomas Wayne. So he's gonna come back as you know his father, uh, Bruce Wayne's father and become the Batman at some point in the future in the Flashpoint narrative. I don't know how much true is that, but it would be damn good to have him back. So, so many news going around, rumors, and of course there's a Batman apart outside the Schneider's vision, which is the Batman played by Robert Pattinson. Um, we are still yet to see, but rumor says that uh, July we're going to see the trailers for Jack Schneider's Justice League, or the Schneider Cut Justice League trailer, and the Batman trailer. So July, end of July, fingers crossed, we're going to see the trailer. Let's see what happens. So, apart from that, uh, for this particular, you know, time, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, lots of news out there. Until I see you next time, take care, be safe, and keep crushing it.